Hi colleagues, to be honest, I'm not at all talented in sales. Actively approaching people and convincing them of a certain product is not really my thing. Great that we have real experts for this at Metro. How to build a strong sales force to make our customers excited is the topic of today's episode. And best of all, you don't even have to buy it. It's for free. Just listen. Many Metro customers are convinced by our assortments and services and buy from us frequently. To ensure that this remains the case and that more and more restaurateurs and traders purchase their goods from Metro, our Salesforce colleagues work very hard every day. How they try to turn store customers into multi-channel customers and what impact our score strategy has on our Salesforce organization is what you learn in this episode of More Podcasts Wholesale to the Max. A warm welcome to all of you. I am Bernd Rode from Internal Communications at Metro AG and responsible for this podcast about Metro's score strategy. My guest today is an experienced professional in the world of sales. He started at Metro France in 2016 and until last year he was Deputy Sales and Operations Director there. And since March 2022 he has been responsible for our sales force across Metro contributing his expertise to implement Metro's sales strategy in line with SCORE. I'm delighted to have him here with us today. Hello and welcome, Gilles Babiquien. Thank you, Bern. Uh, thank you for the invitation and welcome to everybody. Great that you're here, Gilles. First impressions count both in a podcast but also in a sales pitch. How do you, Gilles, actually create such a first moment to make a good impression? Make a good impression is always very important for salespeople. So smiling really goes straight to the point why we are here, why I'm visiting a customers really, and what will be the goal of my visits. Yeah. So this is how I will really make impact. Okay, yeah. In any case, you've already made a good first impression, I think. And I'm sure that will continue as we move on to today's topics. We want to learn from you how our sales colleagues convince our customers to buy more from Metro more often and via as many sales channels as possible, but also how our sales organization as a whole needs to develop further. In addition, there is a new questionnaire based on our fundamentals to find out more about you personally, Gilles. And last but not least, we look forward to your sound souvenir, the sound that inspires you, motivates you, or that you associate with something special. Jill, let's start with what you can tell our audience and me about our customers and how we at Metro built a close relationship with them. I remember that in the past, Salesforce was very much about distributing as many Metro cards as possible to restaurateurs and other business owners. Jill, is this still decisive or has this changed for our Salesforce with the launch of SCORE? It's a change, obviously. I mean, uh, it's really about uh, Salesforce professionalization. And we definitely want to build strong partnership with our customers. And uh, obviously, it will not come only by uh, Metro Mail. We don't want to move into this, the way to sales by putting product, price, promo. But we definitely want to have a full B2B individualized approach for each strategy customer. Mm -hmm. And what in detail, so what is basically in detail necessary to build a long-term 
customer loyalty? We don't want to be the suppliers number four, number five. We definitely want to be the number one or maybe number two. Uh, so what we say is that we want to really, and especially with this multi-channel approach, uh, be the, the best partner with our customers, meaning that we want to be the best suppliers. So we need really to convince, and especially for Oreca, for example, with the center of the plate, Ultra Fresh, to go to all the categories and to increase our share for it and yeah. to have this main position with our customers. Yeah, let's directly stay with this topic, multi-channel approach of, of Metro, convincing our store customers to also get delivery and ideally to even uh, order online from Metro Markets, for example, is the multi-channel approach of SCORE. What are the most important arguments to convince customers of our multi-channel offer? Uh, Bern, first of all, uh, we need really to understand and to consider that all of our store customers are in fact also delivered customer by competition. And uh, by building this strong partnership uh, to be able really also to give the choice to the customer on how they will consume our brands and consume our different channel is one of the key. Obviously, we want to give them this choice to keep their buying and their purchasing in our store, but obviously we know that probably 75-80% of the market is delivered. So we know that we have the huge opportunity to grow our shelf wallet with every customers by providing delivery. And on top of this, we know that we with providing, and especially for non-food metro market, with, which is the largest range of product that we can provide, we will come on top. And really to give you a clear answer, we need definitely to move from a products Uh, suppliers to a solution provider. By providing this different channel, we will cover all of their needs. And this is what matters to them. And is this really important for our customers to get everything from just one supplier? Is this, is this an, a key argument? It can be because it will uh, definitely simplify their life. It will not be uh, easy eh, to convince them uh, to really buy everything. But if we manage because of our products, our price, but also our people mm. and our relationship with them to really be able to simplify their life, to make their life easier because we can really provide different possibility. And obviously, by our strong partnership, we can really give them more advantage because obviously there, there is this massification of uh, purchasing. Obviously, they will have a, a clear interest to really buy uh, more with us. When we talk about our multi-channel offer, then of course non-food is quite important here. What role does non-food, for example, the core assortment of Metro Markets, play in driving online sales forward? Definitely non-food is core. Mm. We need non-food, especially uh, to bring uh, additional sales, but also additional margin. And non-food needs sales force, obviously. But the main advantage uh, of non-food is that we have food. And lots of non-food suppliers don't have uh, the, this traffic that we have in our store, on in our websites, or the sales force that we have. This is why, and especially, uh, we are working with non-food department on topics like tableware, uh, cookware, where we can really provide in a, an easy way uh, some very good range of products, very competitive. And obviously, we need really, as a partner with our customers, 
obviously to start with ultra fresh because it's the, the way we will build this partnership with customers. But with ultra fresh, we want to provide the fridge to store fruit and veg. We want to, to provide this plate to serve this food. So it's a full combination. Obviously, I have to start probably more with ultra fresh, but if I don't sell food, I do not do my job. I need really to provide the entire solution that I have within Metro. And obviously with Metro Market or the store or FSD. Mm -hmm. Frequent customer sales share is a very important KPI in terms of our score strategy. And frequent customers make up around one quarter of all Metro customers, but contribute around three quarters of our sales. That's why they are so important. How do we intend to increase the share of frequent customers and then retain them in the long term? Thank you for this question, because I think it's one of the key. I mean, if customers uh, come to Metro for our product or our price, I really convinced that they are becoming frequent customers for our people and our service. Uh, definitely every restaurant or every Oreca customers or even trader customers, they are buying weekly, meaning frequently. So if they are not buying frequently with us, We are not their main supplier. It's as simple as this. This is why it's our core focus, really, to increase the number of frequent customers to be, again, the supplier's number one or number two. There is a new contract model with our frequent customers, a so-called M-Partnership program. What are the most important features of this agreement? Yeah, we work uh, a lot on this M-Partnership program. People used to talk about lock-in mechanism, call it Macro Plus, Metro Plus, Metro Pro, depending the country, but it's really the same. What we really want to provide is really to give as a process, but also as a tool to the sales rep, everything in one tool. Being able to set a clear agreement. We don't like that much to talk about contract with a clear partnership agreement where I can really deal with everything, meaning to give individual price, to give customer bonuses, but also to agree on logistic agreements, number of drop, to agree on dish sales. Obviously, this very good example of Germany that is really bringing a dish POS together with core businesses. It's exactly the same topic. How I can really make this strong link with potatoes and tomatoes and dish because we are providing a full solution and with this clear agreement i really want to give and empower our salespeople to be able to negotiate the full process with the customers and this is really the how we are going to build this long-term agreement with customers it's really how to bring short-term product price promo to a long-term approach building relationship, focusing on the right customers, the one with potential, to be able really to increase our sales in a very sustainable way. The program is already rolled out in some countries. What are the results so far? I mean, definitely this type of program and partnership agreement is really an engine for growth. Because again, we have to understand that it's a, a way to negotiate with customer, meaning that I can give a lot if I receive a lot. So in this agreement, it's have to be win-win. And it's a clear engine for growth. But on the other hand, it's also a clear engine for increasing our profit. Why? Because obviously, by dealing with the number of drop or uh, the credit management, for example, 
I can always try to get a counterpart from the customers and to have this win-win approach. So it's really improving uh, the way we are working with customers, increasing sales, increasing profit, and, which is very important, it's simplifying the daily life of our sales rep because you put everything in one tool where they can really handle every topics that they have to work on. Okay, Jill, and partnership is a new concept for our frequent customers. And for our frequent listeners to more podcasts, I also have something new. Our questioner is now focusing entirely on the Metro fundamentals. But what has remained the same is that it's still intended to find out a little bit more about you personally, Jill. What do our fundamentals mean to you and how do they influence your daily life at Metro and maybe also beyond that? There are five questions about our fundamentals and I would like to ask you four rather short and spontaneous answers, okay? Okay. Perfect. Then let's get started, Gilles. Which of our five fundamentals is your favorite? Well, it's a difficult question because I like a lot one metro, I like a lot uh, basis basics, but obviously growth is king. Uh, <laughs> as a sales uh, responsible, I like obviously to have a really clear focus. And this is what I like a lot in our strategy. It's about three important things, growth, growth, and growth. So growth is king, speed matters. Obviously, it's the one that I prefer. What about your work? Do you think should definitely be simplified? Definitely. And especially uh, my work and, and the way we work as a salespeople. Uh, simplify by digitalization. Simplify by empower people on the field. If I take one example of simplification, I will tomorrow uh, stop all the approval that we are asking all the Salesforce manager to do to every CIP. Let's set some rules and yeah, let's CIP means uh, sorry, customer individual price. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or GPS tracker. I will really stop this tomorrow. Why? Because we have to trust our people and uh, we have to coach them, but uh, we don't have to control them along the road. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also um, the answer of my next question because this goes a little step further but maybe you have another example what would you like to abolish because it had no impact so far this was exactly this type of example and i will give you a broader example that's all the administrative task that we are asking our people to do and uh, let's use digitalization to simplify everything But today, the job of salespeople have to be 100% on the field. Obviously, they have to prepare uh, their visits, but they spend too much time in an office because they have too many tasks, administrative tasks to do. So let's really monitor them in order really to decrease it. How do you create an open working environment where your people can bring our fundamentals to life? What I like a lot, and I, this is what I'm doing uh, nowadays, is to have a cross-functional team. Uh, the team here, the sales excellent team, is uh, made with controlling people, controlling departments, people and cultural departments, trader franchise as well, IT people, and we are working in a very open, transparent uh, way. And I really insist in this cross-functional uh, way to work because it's really what it's about. Uh, sales is not only about salespeople and, and Salesforce. It's really about bringing the full company uh, culture about sales, how we can really improve the way we are working with obviously uh, every topic. Uh, so this is my way to really uh, embrace these fundamentals. Yeah, and 
this leads me directly to my last question. Which three words best describe One Metro to you? Uh, one Metro is uh, together, sharing, and probably community. Community because I love the yeah, Salesforce community, community in the uh, Metro AG, uh, that we are bringing people together for the same purpose. Okay, perfect. Gilles, now we know how you put our Metro Fundamentals into practice in your daily work. And that tells us a lot about you personally. And what tells us even more about you is your sound souvenir, the sound of your core. And we are going to listen to a very short piece of it right now. Here it is. Okay, once again. Hmm, that sounds interesting. We will listen to it in full and usual will tell us your story about it. But as always, at the end of this episode. So, Jill, next topic. You have set yourselves ambitious goals for our Salesforce organization. To achieve these goals, you need, of course, a strong team, as you already described, and above all, a sufficient number of salespeople. How did the number of employees in our Salesforce develop last year? Last year, we reached uh, 8,700 people, headcounts, uh, really part of the Salesforce, which means combining uh, sales reps, obviously, but also key account telesales people uh, as well. And really, when we talk about field force itself, uh, we talk about nearly 6,000 people. Mm -hmm. Is this according our plan? It is. Yeah. It is. At the beginning, remember that we want to double our Salesforce and we are on the track really to uh, double it. And we have still a lot of potential to grow. But yes, we will reach more than 10,000 people in the Salesforce. Mm -hmm. So there has been a significant increase in the number of Salesforce employees. However, fluctuation is quite high. One in four Salesforce employees leaves within a year. Is a job that unattractive, Gilles? And that's really also a good question because this is a common issue that we have almost uh, in all the country. Uh, we reached uh, in December 27% of fluctuation in the Salesforce. What we can see is really that we have four common patterns. How we did it, we really work uh, deeply in it, really to have exit interview, uh, voice, uh, IT, We deep dive in all this topic and uh, we throw these uh, four common patterns. First one is remuneration, obviously, including all the remuneration, uh, salary, but also incentive scheme and also non-monetary uh, recognition that we can really bring, car policy, for example. Mm -hmm. So there, there is a lot of improvement on it, but still I think we can really simplify and, and make it very attractive. Second uh, patterns will be about uh, job complexity. It's true that uh, our model on the paper is not so complex. You know, you have a multi-channel approach, but on the daily life, I need to combine everything with digitalization that is still needs somewhere to be improved. So I need to deal with a store to FSD. So yeah, it's complex and it's uh, at least more complex than the uh, FSD players, which are our competitors. Third one will be about career path, how we can really in Metro company provide a full career path to young uh, joiner that's entering the company as a sales rep, how they can really have uh, this uh, full uh, career path. And for that purpose, we designed with the, our uh, PC department and especially uh, Christina Pascari, 
a competency framework really to build all of this piece and really to make it happen really for all the country. And last but not least, I think we have also some leadership issue. You know, I think the topic is often the middle management. So we need really also to work closely with them uh, to train them. And we this is what we did by doing some uh, uh, sales coaching certification. All of them were now certified that now they need really to apply it on the field. And uh, yeah, there is a good way to see if you have a leadership program is really to look at the fluctuation on the regional level and to look at the spread. So these are the, our common patterns that we have in a metro macro company. Reducing fluctuation is one thing, but you also want to improve the productivity and efficiency of Salesforce. What are your key points here? It's our major KPIs. Uh, we look every month in Salesforce productivity. Knowing that we want to increase the Salesforce, it's very important that we also increase uh, Salesforce productivity. How to do it is really by transforming each single sales reps from order takers sometimes to solution provider. This is why we have this program to build strong partnership with suppliers, uh, but also to bring dish, non-food, food solution. And we definitely want to move from this short-term approach to a long-term one. Again, if in every visit you, you are going to talk about 100,000 euro as a agreement that I have on a yearly basis, it will be definitely very productive because mm -hmm. I'm not talking anymore on the tomatoes that I have to order for tomorrow. Obviously, at some point, you need also to talk about products, but from a category perspective, from a pricing perspective, we need definitely to have this type of negotiation with our customers to have this strong agreement mm -hmm. on a long-term view. And how can digitalization of processes support this? It's uh, also very, very important. This is why we spend a lot of time working with Sam team, especially, and how we can really help to support and to simplify. Today, in average, all the sales rep have work with 10, 12 tools that do not talk to each other. And probably half of them are Excel file. So this is how we can really simplify. We talk a lot about job complexity. There is a big, big room for improvement there and how we want to have everything into SAM. SAM is really the tool for sales rep. M-Shop is the tool directly for customers or M-Companion, obviously. But for sales rep, I want to stick to SAM to really plan my visits, settle some agreements, and know everything about the customers. This is why we are designing SAM not to be used only by Salesforce, but also by store and telesales or key account. Yeah, so... A lot of tasks and improvements that you want to work on. And I think it's not going to be boring <laughs> in Salesforce in the next months or years. Gilles, to conclude, uh, let's take a look at the future. Uh, what are the most important activities for our Salesforce organization in the coming months? Definitely multi-channel. How to really uh, increase uh, our number of multi-channels customers, increasing by the, the, our multi-channel sales. Especially in this multi-channel approach, we definitely want to increase our profitability in FSD. This is also very important for Salesforce. They definitely need to take ownership of it. It's really at the early stage of the relationship with our customers that you set not only the individual price or customer bonuses, but also the number of drop, also the credit management. It's how we are going to increase 
our profitability or not. This is why it's very high on the, the agenda. But also ultra fresh, I talk about ultra fresh. We definitely uh, need, and especially for FSD to increase ultra fresh sales and especially with meat because meat is really uh, good for income per kg. This is what we are looking for when we want to increase FSD profitability. So these are the topics that are quite high in the agenda and obviously on brands, uh, non-foods. I talk about tableware, uh, which will be also a topic. So this is uh, what we are going especially to focus on. Dear colleagues, the new Ampels magazine is out and I think it is once again full of exciting topics from the world of wholesale and our metro customers. In the new issue, I especially enjoyed the story about the origin of our metro chef Bömlo Salmon. It takes you to Trovak in the west of Norway and describes in a very exciting way the farming of the salmon, the quality assurance and its journey to our metro stores. My colleague Saskia had the opportunity to visit the salmon farm herself and was really impressed by the passion and commitment of the people there. It is a fantastic documentary and my colleagues really put their heart and soul into it and you can feel it on every single page of the magazine. But Impulse is not only available in print, you can find much more content online at impulse.de. For example, a great video of the Norwegian salmon farm And if you are already online, then please also check out the social media channels of Empulse on Instagram and Facebook. As always, all the links are in the show notes for this episode. Have fun reading, watching and browsing. Okay, Jill. And that brings us to the end of this episode of More Podcasts. But of course... I won't let you go until you've presented us your sound souvenir. And I'm very curious. Yeah, we've already listened to a little snippet of it, but now we're going to listen to it again in full. And we are all curious to hear what it might be and what you will tell us about it. So, Gilles, let's hear what sound did you bring. Here it is. Okay, yeah, Van Halen, <laughs> jump, this is very easy to Went guess, on. yeah, and why this sound, why this song? If you hear uh, well, it's not only jump Van Halen, it's a jump Van Halen in a stadium, ah, which is... Live recorded? Yes, a velodrome stadium in Marseille, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, this music is played at the early beginning of uh, a football match, it, every football match in the Olympique de Marseille. So Marseille is my hometown, uh, the city uh, where everything starts for me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's a very, it motivates me a lot, these sounds. Why? Because obviously I like competition and it's really what is about entering in the competition, but also having a full stadium here all together with very different people. And you know, Marseille city, I don't know if you know it, but it's a, Really a very different uh, people with different backgrounds. You know, it's uh, the door for Mediterranean for France. Yeah. Different uh, origins. And all these people are really all together as a full city, representing the full city uh, with different social backgrounds, different culture. And they are all together. For me, it's uh, really what I wish to have in this one metro approach. Yeah. But it's really all together. We are 
wearing the same clothes, having the same flags, supporting the same team. There is 11 players on the field, but in fact, there is 80,000 people yeah. in this same stadium with, again, this diversity and inclusion that is really real there. And we are all together behind the same team. Yeah. And this is what I like. I definitely like team. I definitely like team spirits. I like sport. I like football. I like my team, uh, which is Olympique de Marseille. And I like competition. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great analogy. So all Metro people in one stadium support our team, support ourselves. Great. Thank you, Jill, for the amazing Welcome. sound. And of course, many thanks also on behalf of all colleagues out there for the interesting information about the work of our Salesforce colleagues. Thanks again. And all the best to you, Jill. Big, big thank you to your, for your invitation, Ben. And dear Metro colleagues out there, thanks also to you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of More Podcasts and please check out the previous episodes as well. You can find them on United and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to it and recommend more podcasts to all our colleagues. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Bye-bye and take care. <laughs>